Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Welcome to the CWP, that's right, the Comic Wrestling Podcast. This is the Comic Shop, and with me as always is my sidekick, Deadly Dave. And join us as we tackle the topic of the Batman. That's right, we're going to talk all things that have to do with Batman in tonight's episode. So without further ado, let's get the Batmobile started and get going. I'm ready to go right into Batman. So okay, okay. Um, what do you have specifically you want to talk about with Batman? Um, I, just to start off, Batman is iconic. Like, it's not just... It's ingrained in pop culture. You can't go anywhere without seeing the Bat signal somewhere. Mm-hmm. You, you, any store you go to, something is going to have the Batman logo on it. Whether it's, like you said, a cereal or a candy bar or... Exactly. Rice Krispies... Uh, everything. Hot Wheels. Yeah, everything has Batman. You're Trading gonna see, cards. You're going to see a chick wearing a Harley Quinn t-shirt. Or, exactly. You know. Yeah, um, Batman is iconic. I don't know. Maybe we should have refreshed a little bit on like the date Batman came around. I'm not really sure. I just know it was the first is- issue of Detective, Detective Comics. Um, yeah, the Chocolate Bunny is now becoming part of the show. I'm eating it. Batman has been... It, it is. It's, he's like the Hulk Hogan of that world. The most wide-known, the most right. widely known. Right, you mean Hulkamania, Batman. It's not They're not synonymous with one another, but they're just as iconic, and they just mean so much, and like Hulk Hogan is a household name. Batman's a household name. I grew up with Batman. You grew up with Batman. My parents grew up with it but didn't watch it, so there's so many generations. Like, my shirt is the Adam West. Yep version of Batman. Yours is like the late 90s, mid-90s version of Batman. Um, My patriotic Batman. Patriotic Batman. Like, I mean, I have... We're going to talk about specific Batman DVDs and movies and cartoons and all that, but, I mean, each one is, is like, different eras and generations. Like, this... These are the animated series from when I grew up as a kid. Then there are the Batman movies... Uh, the 89 Joker one. Yep. Uh, or Nicholson one. Now, how old were you when you, when that came out? I was eight. You were eight when that came out. Did you go to see that in theaters or did... Not that I know of. Okay. I have to get up for a minute because we have a we have a <laughs> flickering light malfunction. <laughs> Just adding a little ambiance to the show. Uh, yeah. So you talk about Batman and there's got to be, you know, theatrics with that guy. It's, he's he's here in, in spirit, folks. So, again, did you go see that movie or no? No, I don't think so. No, when did you... I think when the VHSs came out is the first time I okay. remember seeing that. What did you think of it? Like, was it one of those movies that, oh, this sticks with me for a long time? Or was it like, okay, that I was think, good at the I moment. think it was because I was so young, it really didn't... I knew it was Batman, but, but you didn't really get the, you know, the whole storyline of it. You were just watching it because it was a it superhero was a movie. movie, right. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't remember the first time I saw that one. I really don't. But it's my favorite. Yep. I know your favorite is The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, without a doubt. Yep. Because of Heath Ledger's Joker, right? Or just because... Yeah, and I, and I think that, that storyline of that movie was really well done as well. It really was a cool movie. Um, Not my favorite movie, and a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, man, like, Two-Face is your, is your, like, your favorite thing. And I got confetti hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and Two-Face is in that movie, yeah, but it's not my favorite. No, there is no Batman movie with Two-Face in it that I could say is my favorite movie. Right. I like the Jack Nicholson Joker. I just think he was so sinister and funny and creepy, and yet you wanted to see more of him in a different way of like Heath Ledger's. Heath Ledger's you wanted to see more because it was like, he's going to blow up a, a school full of kids, and I don't want to see that, but I'm, I'm kind of curious, where Jack Nicholson is like, he won't do it. Really? And he's using, Jack Nicholson is kind of using it as a means to an end. Heath Ledger's just doing it just to fuck just to, things up. Right, he's chasing the car like a dog. He wouldn't know what to do with yep. to catch it. And I, But I love Jack Nicholson's Joker. It's so iconic, that look. I heard this in another like interview or something where someone was like, I don't think Jack Nicholson realized he was being filmed. I think that was just him in his everyday life. And he was just, you know, and they just said, hey, let's just say this is the Joker. Just because he's so over the top. It's kind of like Christopher Walken. It's it's him. He's not right, really he's playing not really a character. Playing. It's just it's like, him. Oh, no, they didn't, they didn't create that character for you to play. They based that character off of you for you to play. Like, th- I just look at it that way because he's so, he's so fucking weird. So over the top. It's funny to see it in HD, though, and you can tell the makeup is really bad on his face, especially when, times, he's, when, it, when his face is pale. You can just tell how bad well, the makeup the is on it. The scene where he's wiping his face off after he electrocutes the guy, there's like four layers of, of makeup yeah. underneath. Right, The only spot where he rubs, there's like four layers. And you can see from one shot when he's rubbing it, it's like this big. And then the next scene, it's like this big. It's like, it's edited very poorly, but it's... 
man. I actually went really back movies. and watched that one a couple days ago. Watched yeah, that movie. I love that movie. It's so really much. great. I think the music is great in it too. Having Prince do mm-hmm. the music for it was really good, and it doesn't really date it either. You still the vibe of the music still works with it. You well, know. you you say date it, and that's something I love about Batman in general is you don't really know what the hell year it is because even in the animated series, like that came out in like ninety mid nineties. I was a little kid then. I was like five years old all the way up till it ended. You never knew what year it was because the cars looked like they were from the fifties. The buildings looked like they were from like the eighties. But there were cell phones and stuff. Same with Gotham. Like, exactly. they're using flip phones, but they have new computers, but they also have, like, old, you know, floppy screens. Yeah. Crap. yeah exactly. So you really can't pinpoint a time that it is. It's like it's a weird noir style to it, and that's why I, I really do love Batman for that. Because, like, only in Batman are you going to have, like, almost... I look over here, like, but like 90% of Batman's villains are wearing suits. Yeah. That's a very, like... It's got a mafioso vibe. It's a timepiece yep. for Batman. Like, I mean, Mad Hatter wears a suit. Two Face wears a suit. Riddler wears a suit. Joker wears a suit. Black Mask wears a suit. Scarface wears a suit. I got a bunch of little Legos over here. Little Lego City and old. Alfred here. wears a suit. Everybody Alfred wears, wears a suit. Wears a suit. <sighs> I'm tired of talking about suits. Batman. I. It's just. Ah, it's just crazy how like the impact Batman has had over the years and like how much it means to me because he really does. It means a lot. Bruce Wayne. Michael Keaton as Batman is, like, my everything, that guy. So when they casted him as, in Spider-Man as the Vulture, it was just, like, the, the thing with Two-Face when he says it in The Dark Knight, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yep. I was like, oh, my God. Michael Keaton never died as Batman, and he's back as the Vulture. He's like, <laughs> he's the villain! It just felt so full circle and so awesome. And So, I'm Batman. Do you think any of the movies have ever come close to representing the comic well enough? No. No? Only Do you think they ever will? No. Or does it have to be, like, in a animated form for it to... No. I don't think that. I think you can do anything you want with a movie. It's if you want to do it. Right. If you care to do it. If you have the right people that want to do it. If they have the passion to do it. Because X-Men... I'm going to talk about X-Men real quick. Yeah, yeah. X-Men Days... Or not Days of Future Past, I'm sorry. First Class was a pretty good movie. I don't really know this. That's not the true origins of the X-Men, and I think that's what they were trying to bring it to. Yeah. But though that is not the true origins of the X-Men. Yes, Xavier and um, Magneto coming together and forming the X-Men is a real thing. That really did happen. But those X-Men that they used was were not the originals. You need Beast. You need Storm. You need Jean Grey. You need Cyclops. You need Iceman. They're just, this is not them. Days of Future Past, the sequel to that, was based on the comic Days of Future Past, which was the whole timeline. That was so accurate. So accurate. And then they did Apocalypse, the one right after, and it was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this? I liked the movie because it was like, okay, I got my Apocalypse, like, but it was just, how do you go from, like, that was so comic accurate, and then you do this, and Apocalypse is... Ivan Ooze. I mean, not physically, because they, they, he didn't look like him, but after a while, you watch it, and it's so campy and so corny. So with Batman, not I don't I can't think of a specific Batman movie that is based off of a specific book. Right. They're all inspired by books. Like the cartoons are pretty accurate to the to the comics, because I mean you're basically just bringing the pages to life. Yeah. But even then, like you've read um, the Killing Joke. Yep. In that, there is no scene where Barbara Gordon, Batgirl and Bruce Wayne have sex. In the movie, they do. So there's still things that it's like, I don't know why you threw that in there. You allude to it a little bit, but you, need, you don't need to show it. Um, Just also, taking poetic license and, you know, doing what you and want. And doing something and, edgy to make the right. movie rated R. So things like that you can do, and then things like that you can't do. The live-action ones, like The Dark Knight, clearly is based on the name of it, The Dark Knight Returns, which is a Batman one, which is written by Frank Miller from the 90s, which is Batman being retired, coming back, and saving the day. He fights the Joker. The Joker dies in the comic. They do have a movie on it. The movie's pretty accurate. The movie's really cool. It's two parts. Two faces in one. The first one. Joker's in the second one. Superman's in it. That's where Batman vs. Superman is based off of. Right. Is The Dark Knight Returns, where the president recruits Superman to stop Batman. Now, they did that in the movie, Batman vs. Superman, but it was not... It was clearly not that storyline. It was Bruce Wayne looked at Superman as an alien. Like, I gotta stop this guy. He's an alien. It's not... Any other reason than that? There were a lot of cool scenes in that movie that were based off of that comic. I can't really think of anything. I don't know. It's so they could they could make something so accurate like the comic or the the video games, the Arkham Knight video games yep. are so not Arkham Knight but the Arkham 
verse video games are so awesome. There's Arkham Asylum, there's Arkham City, there's Arkham Origins, there's Arkham Knight, there's Blackgate. Uh, I think that's it. They're really, 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 really awesome. <laughs> They're just the best. <laughs> I would love it if they did movies off of those because those would be in Gotham. Gotham is as uh, if they could make Gotham like a movie, I'd be like, yes, this is Batman. This is like, because Gotham is so awesome. People shit on that show so bad, and I don't understand it. I think it's amazing. It's one of the best shows I've watched in a long time. It, it's a cop drama. It's like Law and Order mixed with Batman. and it, Without Batman, though. Yeah, but but you're getting the origins without the, the way they do it all the time. Right, and it know? doesn't feel like you've been convoluted with, with Batman. And I love the way they introduce characters as just side characters and then then they're a main part of the story then, exactly it's like oh wait a minute this isn't the you know spoiler alert this isn't the riddler you know him being a, a csi or, or whatever the hell he is a tech guy for the gcpd this isn't the riddler i'm used to there are iterations of that in the books and stuff but as like a mainstream viewer for these shows and movies you've if you've seen the batman forever with jim carrey you're like well that riddler was kind of like a scientist but not for like the cops and stuff it kind of takes a while for this riddler to become the riddler like yeah. it's a progressive it's not just here are the villains i mean you get seeds of it but it takes a long time it progresses a before really you get to long that point time like dave knows this because he he has seen things on like facebook and online that there is a joker character yep semi-spoiler alert this character has been seeded throughout the seasons but this is our first time of being like the joker Yep. This is the final season, and it's its fifth season. So that just tells you right there. It's a character-built show. And not just the good guys. Like, yes, Bruce Wayne is in it. He is your your one of your main characters, but not the main character. And you don't feel like, oh, man, Bruce Wayne, his story is just so boring. Like, he's just a kid going through all these different phases, yada, yada. There is so much in this show that keeps you going. It's like... It's not all about Batman. There's so no. many sidelines and so many... And stuff they get, they do in one episode that's done in one episode, but it still adds to the overall presentation of the show. Exactly. And every character has, like, a purpose, has a meaning. Um, it's It's got a lot of shock value to it's it. It's all to set up something. It, it, absolutely. It's all setting up the next thing to take place. And the payoff is great. Like, we'll talk about Gotham right now. You just finished season one, right? Yep. Okay. Um, I've got... The first four seasons of Gotham right here. Oh, almost dropped my Batman stuff. <laughs> that would be tragic. That would have been awful. Oh, man, it would, been, it would have been, like, not as worse as, like, his parents getting shot. You know, Gotham, here they are. Gotham, Gotham, Gotham. What did you think of season one? I thought it was really good. I, I like it being a cop drama, but, you know, adding all of the elements to Batman into it. Um, I think Penguin is the best character on the show to me. Okay. I think I think his story arc and just the way the guy plays Penguin, right. I think is really good. It's different than, you Very know, like different. the Danny DeVito one. and Right. The Danny DeVito one felt like, oh, that's the Penguin I'm used to. It's just a little edgier. Yep. This one feels like, the fuck is this? When is he going to get fat and short and... But it's... And the dynamic with him and his mother and then how great. devious he is and everything, I think that's really good. It is really good. I don't really like Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, I just... I think she... It feels like she's overacting. Like, she, it, the, way, the way she plays it turns me off. I like the character. I just... I don't like the way she, she plays it. She's very... She's gimmicky. Yeah. She's very gimmicky. Um... She's good for her role, like, she's good for what they, they need her for and all that good stuff, but, yeah, she's overplayed yeah. to me in that sense of, like, being dramatic, being over, which, when you say that, it's like, how do you say that and have a show with, like, the Riddler in it and the Penguin and you say someone's being over dramatic? You have that. Yeah. Like, she, her acting is, is a bit over much. Donald Logue, I've liked him in yeah. everything he's ever been in, but this, the but the performance that he plays, is, and the way he plays off of the guy that does Jim Gordon, I think is a really cool dynamic. I yeah, think it's Ben McKenzie really well is that done. guy's name. Yeah, um, it is. It's it is really cool. I love Gotham. It's the, it took me a little bit to get into it. Like not so much like oh, I had to like watch four or five episodes over and over to be like okay, now I get it. I like it. It just because it is so campy. But if you allow yourself, like you said, to think it's Tim Burton meets Christopher Nolan... Yeah, I think that's the best way of looking at it. It really is. Like, What I would love to see in a goth in this show, if they turn it into a movie, is if Ben Affleck was the Batman in this yeah. universe. 
I think that would work really well. I could see him being like... Because I didn't take him super serious like I did Christian Bale. Right. Like, Christian Bale made me feel like, oh my god, this guy's holding a gun to my head. Like, where are they? <laughs> like, oh my god. I don't... Who? What is... Yeah. Yeah, he like, seemed more badass than well, most of but them. But even though Chris, or Ben Affleck like, murdered people in his Batman movie, but, but when he's talking to people... He has, like, a sense of humanity to him. Yep. Um, and I can see him existing in this world. Where are you in season two right now? I'm on the second episode, I believe. What have you seen? I mean, I just watched it last night, and I can't really... Da, da, That's a da, good question. Da, 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 da. You want me to get my Riddler hat out and you can put it on? <laughs> you, see, you see Edward Nigma starting to crack, which I like. Yes. See, he's personally my favorite character. Yeah. Absolutely, because, well, I don't want to say anything without giving anything away, but he's got elements of Two-Face to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schizophrenic, uh, almost bipolar, split personality. And I like what they're doing with the maniacs involving that and everything. I, that's, I like well, what they're doing with that. Well, there you go, that's the maniacs. That opening scene in the first episode, well, maybe not opening scene, but when they're in the prison and they're showing Barbara Keen going into prison, Yep. and they show Jerome looking at her, and like they're playing that music, it felt like I was like, "This is a movie." Yeah. This is like a big budget, like movie right now. And that whole scene just played out like that when they introduce each other to each other. They're talking, and it's just I love it. I really love Gotham. It's besides, huh, I used to think Daredevil was like probably my favorite comic book show, but I really have to say Gotham is probably the best comic book show there is to watch. Yeah, if I, I could recommend it to anyone, that's the one. And I like how you get the villains that you all know. But then they're also expanding Maroni and Falcone and right. how, how far they're into it and how ingrained into it they are, I think, is really cool as well. Exactly. And that's what I like about Batman as well. Is like, And that plays into like the noir style. Like It's the mafia, like you yep. said. So why do a Batman movie where the villain is trying to take over the Earth? Do a Batman movie where it's crime-ridden. Yep. Like, that's why I like Chris, the Christian uh, or Christopher Nolan Batmans. Because the first, you know, two, really, are the crime. Uh, you know, the criminals on the street of who's who owns the streets. The bad guys own the cops. The bad guys own the judges. Like, okay, well, stop. I think you should stop them. Like, yeah, you should probably stop, like, Penguin if he's got, like, an army of penguins. But, like, if you're just stopping Joe Schmo from holding up Mary Sue... Sorry, Mary Sue, you're going to get held up today. I think you should probably stop all the injustice first. And really, it was towards the end of the first season where the real big stuff started happening. Right. Before, it was just the organized crime, and they were really trying to fight against that, and now you're getting into the villains that are fucking shit up mm -hmm. tremendously, and Gordon's trying to, you know, rage against that. And, and I'm going to... This isn't so much a... I mean, it is a spoiler, kind of, but you're, you you know what to expect with this show to a degree of the characters. Oh, yeah. Without so I'm just going to give a list... Of the villains, if that I'm not gonna tell you what seasons, where, yeah, when, yeah, yeah. but I'm gonna give you a laundry list of the villains that are in this show. Spoiler alert for anybody that's that that's not caught up to it that will get take this as a spoiler. But you've got Joker, Penguin, Riddler, Mister Freeze, Zaz, Killer Croc, Two Face, a little bit, Man Bat. The Court of Owls, Talon, Ra's al Ghul. Oh my God, I know I'm forgetting other people. Firefly, Mad Hatter, Clayface. It's amazing that they're packing all those villains into the show. It's, And you would think it becomes too much. But it's also like, no, because I've seen it in the movies where there's only one or two villains, that's how I perceive it. And I think with the way they introduce them, it does make it completely different. Uh huh. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't seem like oversaturation with the way that they bring them in. Exactly. Poison Ivy, Hugo Strange, Bane. Bane is in this season. I, I could go off. Catwoman. But uh, Hugo Strange is one of my favorite villains. I kind of shaved up a little bit to look like Hugo Strange in this. I was wearing Two-Face stuff for all the people that care. <laughs> Two-Face is my favorite villain. Who's your favorite villain? My favorite villain is the Joker. Is the Joker? Why? Yeah. I, I like the, the dynamic that him and Batman have. It's it's Jekyll and Hyde. It's it's kind of, you know, it really is. If Batman went nuts, I think that's the way he would be. He would be Joker. Yeah, that's a cool way to look at it. Because in the Arkham Knight game, Joker Joker's blood is in Batman. And it kind of, comic booky here now, starts to, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for is. But in, in fact, that's what I'm looking for. So Batman starts to see Joker in his head, and he starts to see him in like the city, like standing on buildings and stuff, and talking to him. At the end of the game, 
you're getting ready to fight like the Scarecrow and shit. Because Scarecrow, Scarecrow's in Gotham. Scarecrow is amazing in Gotham. Yeah. Scarecrow is so awesome. Solomon Grundy is in Gotham. It's awesome. But uh, you're getting ready to fight Scarecrow, and he, Batman is slowly dying. He's slowly dying. Yeah. Joker takes over. Like in, you think you're in Batman's head, and you see you're now looking at things as the Joker. You see your hands as the Joker. Everything becomes a joker, and you're fighting all these people. Instead of knocking them out, you're killing them all. You're shooting them all. When it all comes back to, when Batman comes back, you come to realize, holy fuck, I just killed all those people. As Batman. As Batman. Because yep. the Joker took over as yep. So it's, it is it is cool. Like, that has been a premise, an idea that's been played around with. So, I mean, that, that it, I, yeah, Joker is a great villain. I mean, I am a Two-Face fanatic. I love Two-Face, the split personality, the duet, the duality of things, because I, I don't even know. I don't know what On one hand, he has morals. On the other hand, he doesn't, you know. Exactly. And, I mean, I kind of leave things up to fate. I have a coin that I flip at times and make choices. I have a bunch of Two-Face stuff. I've said it in podcasts before that I lost my Jurassic Park toys to this Two-Face figure right here. That one. <laughs> I got a bunch of stuff, a bunch of Two-Face stuff here. You can't see it. There's a bunch of... Bunch of Batman stuff. I'll definitely do a tour of the Nerd Lounge at some point where you can I see. I mean, it these all. these are all the Batman movies on Blu-ray. You know, Return of the the Joker, Batman Beyond. These are all just, you know, we're doing Batman, so why not have stuff out? Like, I got this comic a couple years ago from one of my buddies, Mark. Mark T. Give him another shout out. Mike Ballard. There's a shout out for you too. You say <laughs> you like getting those. This is Batman and the Punisher. Punisher and Batman. It's so awesome. Joker and... Oh, my God. I'm going to forget his name. How oh, That's embarrassing. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Joker and Jigsaw are in Gotham, and they're trying to just fuck shit up. And As they do. As they do. And Punisher's there to be like, I'm going to kill them both. And Batman's like, I'm going to stop all three of you. And if you didn't with know it... With our manly voices. That with our manly voices. Have. This comic is so... I have it in the plastic. I've only ever taken it out once, because I don't ever want to touch it again. I've read it. It's ingrained in my memory. The beginning of this has Joker's goons all beat, or not Joker's goons, Jigsaw's goons all beat up. And you see they're at a paint shop or some kind of paint store, and Punisher's like fucking them all up, right? This is Gotham yep. City. Batman's getting the call, I gotta go there and stop blah, 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 blah. And uh, so he gets there, saves the day. Jigsaw is hiding out in some kind of warehouse, and his goons show up. One of them's covered in yellow paint. Joker is hiding in the shadows. You kind of see this figurey look. And the guy, the, the, the henchman, is like, oh, you know, he, uh... Punisher showed up and fucked shit up. He stopped us and blah, 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 blah. And Jigsaw says something to him. I don't remember exactly. And then you just hear Joker. You know, you don't hear it, but you're reading it. But you can hear it. If, you, if you're into this and you're reading it, you're hearing whatever version of the Joker's voice you're oh, used yeah. to. Yep. So to me, I'm, I'm constantly hearing Mark Hamill's voice. So I'm hearing his laugh. You see him walk out. And he says to, the, to Jigsaw, this guy is just going to turn you over to the cops. Jigsaw goes, who the hell are you and why do you even say that? Or something along those lines. And the guy's covered in yellow paint, head to toe. And Joker looks at him and goes, well, look at him. He's a yellow belly. And then shoots him dead. Right? Just shoots him dead and then starts laughing. Those are the kind of jokes that are in this. There's another joke where they're on the beach. And they show you this guy's head in the sand. And uh, Joker it, is sitting there interrogating him on the beach as the water's rolling up. And uh, you see crabs and stuff like that walking towards the guy's face, and Joker says he's gonna let him go, and he or something along those lines. And he tells, and then he says to him, he's like, "Well, I hope you like seafood." And then the next thing you know, you just see the water just wash up where the guy was, and then it washes away in the next frame, and the guy's gone. Right. Like the water washed him away, and it's just like that's so sick, but yet entertaining. Um, Batman and, and Punisher cross paths because Batman wants to stop him because like you're not killing anybody yeah, not in killing, my city. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. The very end of it, I'm going to spoil it. Punisher gets stopped by Batman. Um, or Batman stops Jigsaw. Batman's like beating the shit out of Jigsaw. Punisher goes after the Joker. Punisher gets the Joker. Joker falls down to his knees and he's laughing at him. He's like, you're not going to do it. And Punisher pulls the gun and pulls the trigger, the hammer back and puts it right to his head. For the first time ever in any comic book, any movie, any any car cartoon even the animated series where they made joker seem sympathetic at times never once did i ever when i was reading this i was like oh wow joker like he's human yeah because the picture they show is him like and then the words are you're really gonna do it he never expected anybody to actually kill him never right when the punisher is getting ready to pull the trigger batman comes in this this shows the humanity of batman he stands in front of the Joker as the Joker is sitting there like quivering and he just says to him, run. Joker just takes off. 
That's really cool. Before all this, though, the funny part was Joker's running away and he slips on a banana peel. <laughs> and he does look down and he goes, well, now that's funny. I did forget to say that. He does. He slips on the banana peel. That's how the Punisher catches him. But the Joker runs away and Batman and Punisher go at it. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I won't say how it ends because it is a good read and I right. recommend it. Um, well, while you're showing stuff, awesome. something that you mentioned before. Yeah. Why don't you show your laser disc since you mentioned it and we're talking about Batman? I will show my laser disc. The, the, we just See, got it's it. how it's so cool. I think it's awesome. I love it. This was the laser disc that we talked about in the second to last episode when I went to Sierra, or Albany Comic Con. Yep. I don't know what a laser disc is yet. Still, nobody has told me, and I've yet to Google it because I'm not interested. Somebody supersized a DVD. That's pretty much. Pretty what it much. Is. Uh, this looks awesome. I don't know how well you can see it on the video, but there it is. It looks really, really cool. The coloring's terrific. I um, just figured since you mentioned it, we might as well show it. Exactly, because I have them all on DVD. I have these movies on VHS. I have it on Laserdisc now. Like, this just looks awesome. And I'm glad you mentioned it specifically because I just saw a video, which kind of made me sad, of Val Kilmer. Yeah, he looks... He's not looking good That made me sad. I, he, he put a video up on YouTube from his Instagram, and uh, I, I got choked up in it. I'm yeah. like, holy fuck, man. Like, this is... Not so much I'm comparing the human beings, but the concept, I guess, in a way, of... This has kind of got a, had to have been what it was like when the people that grew up with Christopher Reeve. When he had his incident, yep. and then it was like, oh man, that guy was like a superhero. Like, we didn't think that would happen to him. And yes, even though Val Kilmer was one of... He was not the worst Batman, but he was one of the <laughs> worst. He, This movie is iconic to me, and so many others. And he is a Batman, and you don't think when you see something like that... Really, any celebrity, for the most part, when you see anything bad happen, you kind of have that illusion of disbelief that anything could happen to them. Yeah. But, like, growing up as a kid, this was my superhero. There was no Spider-Man yet. There was no Iron Man yet. There was only Batman. And that's the way it is for a lot of people, too. Exactly. So, I hope you get well. I don't think you'll ever see this video, but I really hope yeah. he gets well. I, I, I second that. I wish, sure. wish him the best, because... I mean, he's in other movies. He's not just this, but he's, he's Doc Holliday. He was in other shit. Heat... Heat is probably my yep. favorite Al Pacino. Yeah, and Heat, Heat is a great movie. Which we're going to talk about Al Pacino. <laughs> yes, we are. So there's really cool segues there, but like, Val Kilmer, get, well, man. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah, that's that laser disc was awesome. It was only 10 bucks. I still don't know what a laser disc is. If anybody, now that we're going to be on different platforms, catches this, let us know. We are actually getting a lot of listens on Spotify. I don't know what, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> I, how do we say this, Dave? I live, I don't live under the rock. I live in the rock. You could lift the rock up. That's buried six feet underground. That's a way better depiction <laughs> of it. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't have internet. I don't have cable. I um, have to bring a laptop to record because he has nothing here. I got a half-eaten chocolate bunny. Well, he has, yeah, he has chocolate. And he has confetti poppers, apparently. And how cool is that, though? As a viewer, you let me know how cool you thought that was. Because I don't think anybody's going to be like, be like, Whoa, holy shit, confetti? Vince Russo is not going to do that on his podcast. He's going to stand there and smoke weed and look like all potted out. That's what we do on these podcasts. <laughs> do you want to talk about your Batman movie idea? I didn't go too deep into it, but I would like to talk ba the basic idea of what I had for it. Okay. Yeah. I'll start off with what I, I think the plot would be. It's Riddler kidnaps James Gordon, and he leaves riddles for Batman about where he is and... You see Batman going nuts because he's so close to Gordon trying to figure out where he is. And it's, it's driving Batman insane that he can't figure this out. So for Bruce Wayne Batman, at first I said Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but then I was like, fuck, he was in the Nolan one. So I, I don't want to go there. And then I thought about it and I thought Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. Are you doing that because of Ben Affleck? No, no, no. I, I just, I think Matt Damon could actually have the range to do Bruce Wayne and do Batman. I can could, I could see. I like Matt Damon. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. We are... Making a video of this, so things are going to be a little... We're on the go. You keep doing this while this is still going. I have paperwork here. I'm going to look for okay. my Batman list. I'm listening and I will interact All right, as well. so uh, since I talked about Bruce Wayne, we'll talk about Alfred. I say Daniel Craig. Oh, okay. You know, you got to go British and I well, mean, you don't have to, but... Well, hold on a minute. Daniel Craig and Matt Damon are like the same age, are they not? I mean, you could you could make Daniel Craig look a little older or, you know... Bloody mate! All right! Uh, that's Australian. <laughs> We're not doing Crocodile um, Bundy today. We'll do that another time. For Lucius Fox, I say Danny Glover. The dude from... I get from him. Lethal Weapon. Okay, not his son? No, not his okay. son. I always get their names... No, nope. like, I think, you know, you, you went with Morgan Freeman, who was kind of older. I thought Daniel, Daniel Glover would, Danny Glover would be... Would be a good fit for it. Okay. He has, you know, he can do, he can be funny too when he needs to be, and 
And he hasn't been in anything in a while, so it'd be kind of interesting to see him as in a, in a new role like that. And I, we talked about Al Pacino. Al Pacino is James Gordon. <laughs> Serpico. I, I, I think. Ah, Batman, where are you? Because with and also with you know the sideline of him trying to escape, you have you can have Al Pacino you know act really well and trying to figure things out and do. Mm-hmm. And know, that would give credibility to that character. Yeah. On top of Gary Oldman just being him, and they don't. Because J.K. Simmons, you don't... That's not going to be rememberable. No. From from uh, Justice League. You're not going to be like, Oh, you remember J.K. Simmons from Justice League? The, the only time he was in the He's movie? more memorable in the Spider-Mans than he is in, in Justice Are League. Are you, like, even trying to compare the two? <laughs> like, you know when I sit at this desk, the only thing I constantly do is say, Bring me Spider-Man! That's all I do. <laughs> All right, so for Riddler, Jason Bateman. <laughs> I could totally see that. Yes, yeah. it's just I was racking my brain. I was just I was like, who could be that that hasn't been the Riddler? I'm thinking I don't want somebody that's gonna overact. And he would be like, I don't take you serious, but I should. I think he would be great as Nigma, mm-hmm. and then once he went into Riddler, because he can play really goofy, and I and think then very, he could, the straight man very yeah, well. I think he could switch back and forth really, really easily. But yeah, that's I mean that's the basic premise. I mean I didn't go too deep into it. I know with yours you went really deep into yours. I had, and you know, I'm unprepared. <laughs> but I did find this District Attorney Harvey Dent. I made this years ago. I did. He have, has shit everywhere. He has drawers upon drawers of just stuff everywhere, and it's amazing. That's not true. If only, if you could see, he'd be lying. Oh sh- <laughs> shit. I don't know where my list of the Batman shit is. I normally keep everything right with me. But I can pretty much think of it right off the top of the, the, the head. Because oh. he thinks about this stuff all the time, which is pretty cool. My Batman my Batman movie would be pretty much the same concept. It's a noir-style movie. Again, keep it grounded, keep it realistic, but bringing characters that are like, holy fuck, like, okay, that works in a real world. It would be... You'd probably have to make it into a couple movies because there'd be a lot to put into it. But my movie would be John Hamm as Batman. Okay, and like Bruce Wayne. Like a 40-year-old Batman, about 10 years away from being retired from Batman. So he's he's already put in the time, but yet he hasn't faced his hardest challenge yet. And he still has some gas left. Exactly. Um, I can't remember if I had a Robin in there or not. I think I did. Oh, I did. I had Chris O'Donnell. Okay. Come back as Nightwing because in the comics, well, I say come back. This is not a continuation version of any of the older ones. Right. But it would be a cool Easter egg and a cool like. And I think he did a good job as Robin. I as do well. too. I do too. For those movies, I think he did great. I think him coming back as Nightwing would be cool and, and show him being edgier and having him bring that bitterness. Chris O'Donnell can bring that bitterness of being like, I was a fucking lame ass Robin. I'm gonna be a badass fucking Nightwing now. I think that would be yeah, really, cool. really cool. Um, it doesn't focus much around the Bat family. Pretty much just Robin is an extra character to help you out. Oracle is in it, which is Batgirl. When she's Oracle, she has been paralyzed, so she is basically the girl in the wheelchair. Yeah. She's Batman's tech, uh, the chick in the ear. So that storyline has happened. Um, that Joker has shot her. There's been that whole whatever. My Jim Gordon, I don't remember who the hell I picked. I really don't remember who I picked. I, I, I don't remember it all for the life of me. I want to say I, I said Jonathan Banks. Yeah. Who was... Who's in Breaking Bad. He's in Better Call Saul. He voiced Gordon in the last video game. I think he could he could pull off. Because if Batman's in his 40s, Gordon would be close to retiring. Like 50s yeah, or so. That's why I was thinking of Pacino, too. You exactly. Know, the, older, the age. The you got to that age. The villains. Now, the villains, I remember the villains because I love this part. <laughs> You're going to have five villains in this movie. One major, major villain. The major, major villain is the Riddler. I wanted it. Everybody else has wanted it. Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. as the Riddler. Just because, again, he's one of those people. It's like, I can't see you doing this, but if you did it, you would kill it. Like, that's why I'm excited for uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Yeah. It's like, holy fuck, you're not somebody I would thought would be well, a Yeah, when you first like said that, I was like... Really? Yeah. Like, Even the trailer, it's like that's not that's not the purple suit Joker I'm used to, but it's like I need to see this movie. Yeah. I want to know where it's going. It looks pretty badass. I do like it. And I feel like 
DiCaprio is that character. And that kind of like when you saw him in Django Unchained, you didn't. I didn't think he had that range in him whatsoever. And then you're like, holy fuck! Especially the scene when he's in his office and he slams down on that glass of scotch or whatever it is. He slams his hand on that glass and busts himself open for real and keeps going. Yep, so it's it, like, okay, that guy's, that guy's got the range. He yep. can do it. The movie, the I gotta say, the movie is directed by, of course, Martin Scorsese, there you go. who is known for Casino and Goodfellas. So you got the mob vibe to it. So when you say Scorsese and you say DiCaprio, they've been working hand in hand the last decade with movies. Yep. I would want for my your other four villains are going to be Falcone. Yep. Who is in Gotham. I don't know the guy's name that plays him, but he, he does pretty good. Yeah. I like him. I would have Robert De Niro be that character. There you go. Yeah. I would have Maroney, who is Italian. Like, more, hey, Italian! The guy that plays him in, in Gotham is amazing. Yeah. Not only is he amazing in that, I wish he didn't, spoiler alert, <laughs> but he's awesome in Dexter. He's in Dexter, he's in all of it, he's so good in that. I would have Al Pacino. Yeah. That character. Because now, those two are rivals. How great are those two as rivals in movies? Yeah. Okay. Um, my third villain would be Black Mask, which I'm going to say this. In the new Birds of Prey movie that's coming out, which is the Harley Quinn-centric movie, yeah. Black Mask is the villain in it. The casting is a little off for me. Ewan McGregor. Uh, Black Mask, if you don't know him, and you don't, which I'm sure, right? Yeah. I'll give you a recap. He's this little little Lego there. He is. His name is Roman Sionis. He, his dad owns all these, like a meatpacking plant, uh, steel mill industry, yeah. all these huge things. So he is another millionaire indus- industrialist in Gotham. Seems to be the thing in Gotham. In Gotham, it's the thing. <laughs> and if you are one, you're either a villain or a hero. Yeah. Of course, he's a villain. So his dad is a bad guy, essentially, at one point. Batman and his dad uh, tussle. His dad dies. Roman Sionis is blaming Batman for the death. It changes somewhat in the comics. He essentially gets the wood from his dad's casket burned to his face. Oh, wow. Think of the mask. Right. But rated R. Yeah. Right, essentially, because it's a wooden mask that fuses to his face and becomes him. Yeah. This doesn't become him. He's always been this character. He just, like Gotham, like, oh, he's Black Mask, just not until he gets the mask. Right. You know, he's got those traits. So... He's a glutton for torture. Like, in the comics, they have him in one issue, like, ripping a guy's teeth out, torturing him. Um, just nasty, nasty stuff. So, Ewan McGregor is... Ian? Ewan? 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 Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> is not who I expect to be this villain. Right. So, it's going to be weird to see that play out, because who I'm picturing... Another guy that ties into the mafia scene, Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Yes, yeah. he's older looking, but you don't need to show that because he's got the mask on. You don't need to do an origin story for any of these characters either because this is like 15 years, 20 years in the events of Gotham. Yep. So I could see Ray Liotta. And his voice is iconic too. Right, so. underneath the mask, muscled, and kill him! Yep. Kill him! And then your fourth villain. Your fourth mafia villain. And you gotta tie it all together, baby. The Ventriloquist, which is right there. The detective comics that I have right yep. there. The Ventriloquist, who is a Ventriloquist, played by Jeff Dunham. Now, the Ventriloquist rarely talks because he is a coward. Jeff Dunham, you got it. Play it. Yep. It would be funny because, like, oh, he is a Ventriloquist in real life. Because... And then the main villain to his, you know, the the Robin to his Batman is Scarface. Two foot tall, talking mafia dummy that has a life to it. I don't really know the origins of that character. You could have, like I said, uh, Jeff Dunham as the ventriloquist and Joe Pesci as the voice of Scarface. I figured that's where you were going, yeah. So you have, like, not the Holy Trinity, but you have, like... Yeah. And I feel like that would be a billion-dollar fucking Oh, that would be a blockbuster. And then, right, you just throw Batman in there, and the whole plot is, the Riddler, his game is, if I can whisper into each one of these guys' ears, and he kills him, and he kills him, and he kills him... And that makes more sense of doing it as more than one movie as well, if you're going to have that many villains in it as well. And Riddler is just weaving his way in. Now... People can be like, well, where's Joker, Penguin, and all them? Penguin's in uh, Arkham Asylum. You can say Joker's dead. Now, and that's the problem I have with these movies, is like, most people want those characters. Yeah, they don't want the smaller ones. 
But with Gotham, I love that. You, you know, I don't know a lot of them, uh-huh. but once they get going, I'm like, fuck, I want to learn more about these guys. Exactly. Um, That's my Batman movie. I like I've that. I've always wanted a Batman movie like that because I was like, man, why couldn't that happen? Like, all those people have worked together in a movie one way or another. They've all been in movies together one way or another. And that'd be my perfect, like, Batman movie. And then you could go back to... Because, like, I like Christopher Nolan's Batmans, but I don't like modern-time Batman. Yeah. I want that noir style. So you, if you did that gangster movie, you could have Batman with his old school... Like, not old school Batmobile, but, like, a 50s, 60s-style Batmobile with rounded wheel mounts and shit like yeah. that. Instead of it looking like a Hummer. Yeah. You don't you don't want the, the industrial, you know... Which I love. I right. absolutely do love that. But for your setting, you want something different. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm... I'm I don't want to say I'm old school Batman. I'm I'm my Batman. Right. I know what Batman I love, and I love classic detective Batman. Yep. That's it for for what I got on on Batman on of that uh, for a movie. Anywho, I don't know what else. Gosh, what else we got for Batman? I mean, <laughs> I can rec- like talk about movies. You got a couple. You know, I got a bunch of Batman movies. There's Batman and Robin, which is a, a DVD. Yeah, because this isn't just about for us. It's about for them too. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? um, so- the Batman the Animated Series, if anybody's watched that, that is like the epitome of what Batman should be in a movie, and I don't understand why they've never hit it. Again, the video games I've talked about are basically this cartoon for... Like, I grew up watching this cartoon, so they made that game for me. Right. The kids that grew up watching this are going to now be of a certain age, and they're going to want this version of Batman, but they want that grown up, too. See, to me, with, like, Warner Brothers, it seems like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Marvel has everything figured out. It seems like Warner Brothers and DC just don't, they don't click on a lot of things. No. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't really know where they're going all the time. I think that's one of the problems. And the problem for, my opinion of DC, you have used... I don't want to say saturated again, but you have saturated Batman so much that now you are trying everything out of the box. Yep. So you don't look like you're doing the same thing the last one did, which isn't going to be a problem. Do it. Do what Christopher Nolan's Batmans did. Make it grounded. Add to it. Yep. Like Jared Leto's Joker was fucking garbage. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care if anybody says. I don't know how anybody can defend that whatsoever. I don't either. Like, even if you're a Joker purist i don't get how you can say well he only had like five minutes of screen time blah 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 blah. okay fair enough that joker was shit though the style of it the look of it the acting of the it the laugh was, was yeah it was like he was convulsing it wasn't even a real laugh it was horrible i hate it i hated it the first time i saw it, i was in the car with my mom and i showed my mom i'm like look at this fucking hot piece of shit and it's him like there with the purple gloves like screaming into the camera i'm like this just looks stupid when I saw whatever the kid in Gotham's name is, Cameron Mohanagy, <laughs> I think I got. We're not that. good on names. No, I definitely got it though. That was it. Um, <laughs> it has a lot of vowels. It's in it. the. Uh, <laughs> you gotta extend that part. When they showed him his Joker, the one that you've seen the picture yep. of, I was like, yes. Like if anybody fell in a vat of acid, yeah, they would. He be- looks like he's melting. Right. Yep. They wouldn't come out still a full head of hair, skin's just looking Botoxed and nice but bleached. No, you'd come out like you fucking looking like a candle. Yeah. And you barely got any hair. He looks like you know they they made him in the same place they made the orcs in Lord of the Rings. They just they Hold pulled him out. And, yeah, and he was just it, it was all oh my. Uh, yeah, it was like what the hell are you? Did you see the movie? Um, Planet Terror? Yeah. Do you remember Quentin Tarantino in it? Yeah, yeah. You remember what happens to him? Yeah, yeah. His dick melts off because <laughs> of the radioactive... I think that was the better of the two. The Planet oh, Terror yeah, was yeah. better than... But that's Earth. what yeah. he reminds me of. Yeah. Like, if you fell in a vat of chemicals, Stuff's you're coming out all... Per- the dude from... You wouldn't get it. <laughs> I was going to say Robocop. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go again. Dude, that got acid poured all over him. <laughs> He's like, help me! <laughs> Yeah, but the animated series is awesome. They've got spin-offs of it, like Batman Beyond, yep. which is this Bruce Wayne, Kevin Conroy's Bruce Wayne. I don't know how many years later, 20 years later. Terry McGinnis, you're in the year, like, 21st century, and uh, he's the new Batman. <laughs> There's a dog. His name is Ace. Oh, how about that? <laughs> um, we should have confetti for that. Oh, 
Oh, don't get me started, folks. <laughs> there's movies to the to the show. There's movies. There was one in theaters. So when people say the best on-screen Joker is him or Heath Ledger or Nicholson or Leto or Joaquin Phoenix, this Batman movie right here, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Can I get a little confetti for it? <laughs> this was in theaters. So this is a theatrical released Batman movie. Just doesn't get talked about. Doesn't get talked about because it's an animated feature. Right. But you've got Mark Hamill as the Joker, Kevin Conroy as Batman. It's really freaking awesome. So, you know, that's that. There's the movies. This is a Blu-ray collection <laughs> for the Batman originals. It's pretty cool. It looks kind of like I think this. they look I think the originals look really good on Blu-ray. They do. They, they really. do. This is the the uh the Dark Knight trilogy on Blu-ray. <laughs> we do a little little show. My, my favorite of the Dave's favorites set, of the yeah. of the the Batman universe. Season one of everyone's favorite. Wham! Pow! Bam! Batman! Na 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 na. <laughs> I'm like a sales pitch now. <laughs> you should be like on QVC selling DVDs. Like this now, is see, <laughs> we have here we have the Batman Dark Knight Returns one and two. You can buy both of them at Walmart for $24.99. Oh, you're adding to my pension. I appreciate that. Thank Dave you. Dave works there. You can help him out. Or you can buy them now here at the comicbookwrestlingcast.com. We're not really selling them, so don't try to buy them. But you can pretend buy them for $2.99 a piece. <laughs> we also have, which is a really good one. This yeah. is honestly really good. Lego Batman the movie. Yep. It references every version of Batman there has ever been. I really from, enjoyed that. I didn't know how to ex you know, expect that going in. No, I really me neither. I didn't know what to expect going into it either. In a cool, like, tons of Easter eggs. Tons of Easter eggs. But one of my favorites is in the original Batman 89, Billy D. Williams plays Harvey Dent. Never got to reprise his role ever again as Two-Face, which is kind of bum. Could it have been kind of cool to see Lando Calrissian as yeah. Two-Face, right? <clears throat> in this movie, he voices Two-Face. Right. It came full circle. It was pretty cool. Batman the Killing Joke. Like I said, this was a pretty good one. Which I've read. I haven't watched it yet. But the I'm movie's really okay. It. Like I said, they add stuff to it. Um, in the comic book, you can you can interpret it yourself at the end if you think Batman... Like, I don't know if you've ever read into, read, like, read into it, but at the end, you can, like I said, interpret whether or not Batman kills the Joker because right. it's kind of led to think he might possibly... With the way he's laughing and everything. In and this, at the end of it, you hear both of them laughing, and then you don't hear the Joker. You just keep hearing Batman. Right. I am always under the, the belief that Batman is strangling the Joker as he tells him the joke. And he's just, <laughs> oh, you fucking clown. And just... Finally letting it go. And, you and, never know. Yeah, it's up for interpretation. Right. And, that's, the, and that's the way you like it sometimes, too, is to be able to put your own spin on it. And, well, because like you read in the comic, like he does fucked up shit to Gordon. Where yeah. He, it's in yeah. the movie. It's in the movie. Um, Gotham. Check out Gotham. I got a bunch more Batman DVDs and stuff. I just didn't get them all out. Like, I have Batman vs. Superman, the original cartoon, which is based off of this animated series. It's based off the... Superman animated series. Um, I got a bunch of Batman comics. I had the stuff over here. So we Killing talked Joe. about the Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Well, judging off the trailer, what is your impression of that? I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I am. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I like the way it looks. I, I, I oh, think, I do too. You know. It feels like it's that old 90s uh, street level movie before movies became blockbusters. Yep. It feels very like low key. There's many things I do like about it. I like that it is an origin story because... And not really an origin story because there's so many different... Like, in Batman 89, it's an origin story of the Joker. I mean, his yeah. name is Jack Napier. He kills Bruce Wayne's parents years prior to him. You know, it, it all connects. Yep. In this, I don't know how it's going to connect. People are saying, because there's one shot in the scene or in the trailer, where you see a little boy on the side of a, a metal fence holding flowers... And you see Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, like, putting a smile on his face. People are saying that that's Bruce Wayne after his parents have died. And it's like, oh, okay. Nice tie-in. I could see the tie-in here. But I'm very interested. Gotham works on a great level of the cops taking place of Batman. Yeah. While still having Batman's villains. It's going to be interesting to see how a Batman villain is the main character without, without even, like, a James Gordon to foil yeah. Like, so who, who is he playing off of other than just being a psychological mess? Is he playing off of just the world itself as another character? Right. Or is there going to be somebody that's going to try to not so much stop him 
so much as like you you can't do that. And they really didn't show a lot in the trailer to just, tell you any really anything about what's really just him happen. being a loner. Yeah, he's mostly alone. But they don't show you a a protagonist yep. by any means. So that that's the part that gets me because like when Venom like was first coming out, people were saying, "How can you do Venom without Spider-Man?" It's like, well, Venom can exist in that world. He's a hero as well. So they don't just go the villain route, yeah. which they didn't. Joker's not a hero. He's not an anti-hero. He is a villain. So yeah. you, you can make him sympathetic 100%. Like, yeah, do I feel bad for like a uh, hypothetical if Jeffrey Dahmer was like molested and abused and shit as a kid? Absolutely. But do I sympathize for what he did? No, it doesn't, no. It doesn't excuse what he did. No. Yeah. no. So Joker, should I, could I sympathize that his mom maybe sexually abused him or beat him or whatever? Absolutely. But him going on his murdering spree doesn't justify that. Yep. So I don't, that's my only, my only catch to it is like, wow, what's he playing off of? But it also gives you a reason to go see it too, to, to oh, see yeah. what they're going to do with it. You oh know? yeah. And, you know. I, I want to see Joaquin Phoenix in something like this because again, he's not one of those people that you'd be like, okay, you're in this movie. Wait a minute. You're the Joker. And, and there must be a reason why they picked him. You know, that, that you, you want, rumors. you're going into it looking, why is he the guy they picked well there have been rumors for a long time i think something like after walk the line came out for some reason i never saw the movie but like around then it was i remember reading like he was like not him not interested but people interested in him being a character like that and then the joker and then even when like a year prior to this movie being announced i remember reading it all over like joaquin phoenix is like gonna be the joker it's like uh, i remember hearing <laughs> about it but no and yeah yeah it I'm excited. I really, really yeah, am. Yeah, I think it looks really cool. I'm interested to see, like, how it opens up the Batman world. If they're going to go farther with it and all that stuff. And like, right. I mean, do they show Batman in it at all? Like, I just, I that's the stuff I need to know other than just being like, oh, I'm going to go see it because it's comic book. Or movie. just kind of allude to it and, you know, exactly. maybe open out possibilities. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited for, for the Joker or Joker, whatever. Right. And another thing that's kind of odd is... The director of it, Todd Phillips, is like the guy that did like the um, the Hangover movies. Yeah. So it's like, are you credible? Are you credible to doing that? That's interesting. But then you got Jordan Peele who did you know did all that comedy and then he does Get Out. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, I like Get Out too. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, in the same Batman breath, Suicide Squad. We've talked about it quite a bit. Yeah. But things now because it's becoming in development and stuff, and the more news is coming out, more and more. John Cena. I saw this. John Cena is being looked... I don't know what character. I'm going to assume Rick Flagg. I, I really don't know. I just saw that he's rumored to be part of it. And I've also seen that Batista is now rumored to not have anything to do with it. They need, oh, yeah. Which I'm okay with. I don't want Batista to have anything to do with it because I want him in Guardians. Yeah, they need to stop cross-promoting, cross-pollinating these things. They well, really I think do. with the Batista thing, it was... If James Gunn isn't coming back to Guardians, I am not either. Well, oh, now he's coming back? Oh, okay, I'll shut him out. Yep. But with John Cena, I really wanted him to be the thing. Yeah. Really, really did. Yeah, I remember you saying that, yeah. But um, if he's going to be in Suicide Squad 2, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but that's interesting. I could see the Rick Flag, you know, that... Right, the military guy, for yep. sure. But other than that, I can't see him... I mean, I don't know, maybe. I can see him being... Uh... It's amazing that he's getting the more he's getting more mainstream movies as well. You know, he's doing a lot of the comedies and stuff. and <laughs> He was in Bumblebee and... I didn't even see him in that at all. <laughs> just um, like the wrapping paper you just can't see it this is i love the confetti what did you guys think if anybody's viewing and watching this when we put this up tell me what you think about the confetti because i'm not going to do it again probably this is fucking ridiculous god we might be we might be done for i mean unless there's anything specific more batman you want to talk I mean, about not really i mean we covered i mean not like we can't go back to it at another time. But there there is one thing, a couple things I guess I want to talk about the Batman movies. Okay. Batman Returns with uh with the penguin in it. I thought it was pretty interesting. Now I didn't grow up I that movie was ninety two. I was two when that came out. I grew up with the Jim Carrey Batman movie. Yeah. Like that was like the one that came out when I was like most And that's what sticks in your touch. mind the most, yeah. Right. But the I love the first two a lot. The one with Penguin and the um, Batman Returns. I think it's kind of cool because over the years, Mark, the one, the guy I mentioned earlier, him and I, we've we kind of researched this on our own. But at that time, between '89 and '92, the marketing for those movies wasn't really anything. Right. There wasn't really any marketing for Batman '89 other than yes, there were serials. There, there 100% was a fucking like Captain Crunch esque 
Batman cereal. Which is what they did for everything back then. Yep, yep. The corn, not even cornflakes, it was like wheat puffs with yep. honey flavor They did or that with Mr. T for fuck's exactly. sake. Exactly, you know? little teas, little yep. fucking teas. But which it was cool. Which Funko is starting to do now with everything. They're making a cereal at FYE for everything. I have the, I have the Marvel one right there. That's what the, the camera was on. <laughs> but uh, in that movie, or... In the first Batman movie, you didn't really know what you were going into. Yes, it was violent, because it was. Yeah, it, it was. It still is violent to this day. I mean, Joker throws a fucking feathered pen at that dude's throat. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he dies right there on the street, and everybody's like, don't call the cops. Don't call the cops. We'll just stand here and keep watching this guy die. Don't, nobody call the cop. The movie's really bad in that kind of way, but I loved it. But when... The 1992 Batman came out. Everything was different. Like, that movie was so... Parents were against it. Like, they not against it, but, like... I don't want my kid watching that. We can't market that movie. Like, that's not kid-friendly. The toys at McDonald's had to be changed because the penguin was looked at. Like, look at this little motherfucker. Yeah. He bites a dude's nose off, off like, basically. He talks about, ah, give you the old flipper trick. He looks like a serial killer. Yeah, he'll rape you, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's just because I've seen videos and stuff where they had to change the marketing of toys and stuff like that because it was deemed too scary, too violent. Same with Ninja Turtles. Because I've often, often, often wondered, and if anybody out there never knew this, if you didn't know this, here you go. This is the truth. In Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, which is the best Ninja Turtle movie of all time, they don't have their weapons, right? Right. No one has, Leo doesn't have I mean, swords. They, they do. They have both staffs. They Well, they use them when they go to get the ooze when they try to go, but they don't use them. Right. They, they, they're just there. They're accessories. They're yeah. not their In weapons. the first movie, they used them. Parents deemed it too violent. The, you know, the parental guidelines said it was too violent. Parents were having a problem. But in the third one, they're using guns. Exactly. <laughs> but that's why in the second one, you've got Mikey with the fucking the sausages. sausages yep. And it's more kid-friendly. There's more humor to it. Mama! Yeah. Mama! Like, Babies! Yep. You know, it's... But it's so funny. I love... That's a great... Yeah. I love Ninja Turtles. We have our ooze canisters and it's everything. It's right there. So, you can't yeah. see it. I can. <laughs> Ninja Turtles are everywhere. There's there's turtle stuff. There is a lot of turtle stuff in here. And speaking of turtles, might as well just throw this in there. Gonna meet Corey fucking Feldman. Which I am stoked about because I've wanted to meet him and I, I almost had a chance last year and I didn't get to do it, so... Right. And I mean, Dave's not gonna get to meet him, but I'm going to meet him for Dave because I said in the WrestleMania podcast... That I'm going to meet a celebrity that yep. he would want. And as soon as I saw the name, I didn't even think, I wonder if Dave would want to meet him. I messaged you and said, I'll meet him for you. And so he'll get to have a Ninja Turtles autograph, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and it also has a wrestling autograph attached to it as well. Oh, the which Sandman. Is really cool. The Sandman. And I really hope he asks you to explain it. I really do, because I, I want you to try to explain I'm it. I'm probably going to ask him to explain it. It's probably <laughs> going to be in a gold onesie. Probably, I'm yeah. not really uh, sure. But Sean Astin's probably going to be pretty far down. I'm going to meet Sean Astin. Samwise. Fucking awesome. Samwise. <laughs> Samwise the Towers. Sam. I don't have Samwise. And uh, we also should mention that this weekend we're going to be meeting Tyler Maine of X-Men That's right. fame. There is a, uh, you know, keep it in the wheelhouse of comic bookish stuff. We're going to Saratoga Comic Con. We're going to be meeting. There's going to be a couple celebrities there. Um, I forget the dude's name, and it's going to bother me till I see it. But the black kid from, well, he's a guy now. But he was in... Isn't Night- it like Johnny Young Bosch or something like that? or No. I'm talking about the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I thought you meant the Black Power Ranger. No. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and I think he was in 4. Um, I think that's kind of cool because I grew up with those movies, watching them as a kid, so I, I rec- remember him. They're starting to vary the celebrities they're yes. getting, which is really cool. They're going to have the little midget from Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> which is cool, but... Yeah. Tyler Maine, Sabretooth in the very first X-Men, Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie Halloweens. I'm stoked to meet him way over yonder over there is a Halloween poster that Dave he was, ordered He was me. in another, was he in another Rob Zombie movie or was he in? He absolutely probably was and yeah. I just can't think of it right <laughs> now. It's going to be really exciting. And that same weekend we're going to be meeting Barry Windham. Barry Windham. Barry Windham. <laughs> That's supposed to be horses running. That's <laughs> and I'll be meeting Scott Steiner on Friday, which is pretty cool. How many? What do you think the uh, the odds are in that? It's a hundred and ninety eight percent chance that I'm gonna win. You nice, know, Scott Steiner. Nice. That's a. Those are good odds. May they ever be in your favor. I'm not as good a mathematician as Scott Steiner, but no, know. he's not either though. <laughs> Pretty much for Batman, we're gonna get back on this topic. We just wanted to have a discussion about Batman 
and fun stuff like that just exists in his world. Like I love the video games. I have toys of Batman still. Like a lot of these are original toys over here. This is a blueprint of the Bat Cave. Or I'm sorry, not the Bat Cave, Arkham Asylum. There's so much stuff in here. I got a bunch of Funkos over here, of Batman and stuff. We'll definitely incorporate stuff as we go in the video showing you things and you know. that, well that's why I kinda wanted to do a show and tell so it wasn't yeah. like, oh, I have things over here you can't see. It's like, no, I can show you a couple things, like my little Two Face. A lot of, when we do wrestling too, we could do that, like bring stuff that we've exactly. You know, yeah. Um, where you guys are sitting right now is inside of the uh, the Arkham City, Gotham, New York, which is sometimes a Marvel City. It mostly is a Marvel <laughs> City. It all it was all Spider Man recently, but uh, for today I, I made it all Batman, which I thought was kind of nifty. I'll, I'll change it up again. Probably you know take a poop on it or something. <laughs> Change it up a bit, <laughs> but um, I guess we can we can we can wrap this up like a like a burrito and <laughs> send it on its way, man. All right. So, as always, I am Ace Williams, and this is I'm Deadly Dave, and we are the Comic Wrestling Podcast. You can check us out on all the apps. I'm not gonna name them off because I don't know them all, and I'm not gonna pretend to. But before we go. Dave did do a personal message for you guys out there in TV land of telling you what those apps are. I was going to do a video myself, and I didn't, so deal with it. Here it is. We have lives, goddammit. We have lives! It may not seem like it because we're doing this, but damn it, we have lives. I don't really have much of a live. I just have a really <laughs> shitty phone, and I can't upload things and do them on my own. I'm really, like, dependent of, like, others. I'm a bit of a baby. But we do like doing more content and this is this is a lot of fun for us to do weird offbeat stuff for you and keep different content coming exactly and on that note fuck you san diego <laughs>